Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pros and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. My name is Kahala, and I'm your host. Today, we are going to have a very transparent and important conversation about the gift of goodbye. So many times we hold on to things, people, circumstances, and situations that no longer serve us. And in turn, we oftentimes find ourselves in unexpected or unwanted goodbyes. And how do we handle that? Well, today we have our very dear friend and everybody's favorite therapist with us back after season one to season five, the amazing Tyler Roy. Thank you. Hey, girl. Hey. I am (laughs) so excited to be here again today with you. It's always an honor. Well, thank you. Always an honor to be in any space with you. Well, I'm honored. And I'm so glad that you're back. We've been talking about you coming back and Mm -hmm. what we were going to discuss. And it just dawned on me that we really should have a conversation with you in particular Mm -hmm. about the gift of goodbye. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you counsel many men and women in many different areas, but I also know in relationships Mm -hmm. and things of that nature Mm -hmm. and just your life experience, mm-hmm. being able to uh, really relate mm-hmm. and being able to, you know, just really get us together. Okay. So, first of all, like I said, it, it's it's amazing to me anytime I'm able to share space with you. Um, and I, when you extended the invitation about this particular topic, I was even more excited because I felt like... Here is our opportunity. This, I'm having a conversation with my good girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, and so we can mm-hmm. have that transparency mm-hmm. and also kind of get some insight on what it really means, what the gift of goodbye really means, as a, as opposed to just kind of hearing it as a kind of like a, a trendy, but really what does the gift of goodbye mean? Absolutely. So, so but before we get into that, what have you been up to, ma'am? Oh, my goodness. Do you realize that I was here one year ago? I was newly engaged. I remember. And so, so much. And just being back here in this space just is kind of a a reminder of how much has transpired in one year, how much has changed in one year. How much you've grown. Uh, Yes. Um, And so I've got Tons of, you know, I'm, I'm I'm still on the front lines and probably will be on the front lines of mental health until I take my last breath. Um, I've got some great projects that are underway, uh, one of which is, uh, I don't know if you can see my Come Sit With Me Sis. Um, it is really kind of a spinoff. I host a mental health, a women's mental health event annually, and I've done so for the last six years, seven years off. Uh, and what I've noticed is that it sells out quicker each year. Last year, come sit, come sit with me, sis, sold out in 36 hours. And so when I read the feedback mm. afterwards, it's always the same question. We can't wait another year. Why are we, why are we waiting another year? Um, and so I've found a way to kind of modularize it and make it in a more of a series type okay. um, scenario. So that's where I'm at. Um, I've completed the the workup and the plan and the layout and the curriculum. So now the next week we'll be just kind of working on the logistics to get come sit, sit with, with me, me sis. sis. The series rolled out. So that's mm. really what I'm working on amongst plenty of other things, but everything is mental health related. Well, as you all know, we have the absolute best guest on Pros and Politics Podcast, and this is a perfect example. I cannot wait. I unfortunately couldn't make the first come sit with me, sis, mm-hmm. but I'm not missing the second one. <laughs> Now, I did, you know, do my best to try because, you know, I love to support everything you do. So yes. I did, you know, do my best to sponsor you and assist with that. absolutely did. But yes. I want to be in the seat. Yes. Because I don't have a, uh, she is my therapist in my head. <laughs> and I need a therapist and I need therapy. We all do. We all do. I don't we care what do. anybody says. We all need somebody to talk to, to sort through the trials and the things of, and the of life, right? So it's not just always about a low point Mm -hmm. because there are so many people that go through therapy from what Mm -hmm. I've been told that they get to a place of healing and then it's it's a good space. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. And then it's maintenance. Because life gonna keep life. Life gonna keep life. And the, the the irony is, and I think what a lot of people don't understand is at last check, 70% of mental health professionals 
have their own mental health professional. So you are spot on when you say we all need therapy. And Mm -hmm. the the reality of it is, is the bulk of my clients, especially my feet, my my, my female, my, my, my sisters, the bulk of us, not everybody in therapy is there because they're in some kind of crisis. Mm -hmm. Just like you explained, sometimes people are like, you know what, I'm at a a pretty decent spot, but I know I could be in a better spot. And so Mm -hmm. therapy can help with that too. So that's part of my mission in dispelling the, 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 the misconceptions that you have to be in crisis mode or things have to be falling apart all around you in order to seek therapy. No, sometimes you go for simply maintenance and kind of staying on the right track. So that's awesome. Well, whenever you have all the information together, all your flyers and everything to post, you send it right on over. I absolutely will. And we will be posting mm-hmm. and sharing. Not that she going to need it because what the last one sold out in 36 hours. This yes. one's going to sell out in three hours. Oh, I hope so. so. I'm claiming uh, If I can get to mm-hmm. it by mm-hmm. the time it's sold out, mm-hmm. I will absolutely share because we I have love to, and supporting I, you. And I absolutely have to acknowledge you because you have been a great supporter. Even when you could not be there in, in, in person, you've made sure to ensure that somebody else could be there in that stead. So I appreciate you, Vaughn that you've done to pour into my mission to trying to get everything and everything remotely mental health to the forefront. So thank you. You are so welcome because, you know, we we struggle Mm -hmm. and we the point one of the main points of this platform is to make sure that we are in being polished and poised, that we're healthy Mm -hmm. mentally physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually. And so you out here doing it. I'm telling you, you be out here. That's why you back because you be on social media getting my edges, they back. I mean, she'll (laughs) snatch them, but they'll be back. And so in that, we've all been in a circumstance or situation, a lot of times in relationships. Yes. Where we are given the gift of goodbye. Mm -hmm. We didn't want it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to be transparent today. Now, that's not my story today, in, mm-hmm. in obviously in, in 2023, but in life, mm-hmm. we've all been there. Yes. That relationship, that that boyfriend, mm-hmm. that boyfriend that was like, oh, yeah, it's just not working for me. Or you find out he's cheating or you've in even in marriages. Right. And so. I want to talk about from your perspective, from a therapy lens and from a black woman's lens, like how do we get to the point that we are more accepting and how do we heal from it? Because it's not overnight. Right. But what is that process like um, from a therapeutic standpoint and how do we get to a point that we can accept the gift, heal from the gift and move on? Well, I think that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not a single dimensional response. And I think the most important thing that you said, or the, the term that you're using there, is it's exactly right. It's a process. And I think a lot of times when we're forced, um, whatever the circumstances are, when we're forced to undergo or experience that goodbye, we all that we want at that moment is to get through it. I just want to get through it. I just want to feel better. I just want immediate relief. And it does not work that way. Um mm-hmm understanding the gift of goodbye, right? I think, you know, there was a book written by Rebecca Whitehead Munn back in 2017, which really was almost like a memoir. And it was chronicling all of, she was dealing with an insurmountable amount of um, just grief and loss. And, you know, she was sick. Her mom was battling some illnesses. She went through a, a bad breakup and divorce, just a lot of different things. And at the crux of the story, at the crux of the book was not all losses are necessarily losses. Sometimes goodbyes are necessary. Sometimes goodbyes have is a, a gift. have is a <laughs> gift and has a silver lining to it. And so I think a lot of times when we're trying to realize um, what to do with that goodbye, especially when it's not something that we necessarily wanted or saw or were prepared for. Um, I think part of the issue is how do I navigate through this? What do I need to walk away from? What do I, there has got to be something that I'm going to get out of this. And I think part of that is finding the good in the goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I tell people this all the time. Um, dead weight is sometimes breathing. 
You know, and that means that relationship. And it's not always, and we have to get away from thinking it's always got to be a romantic relationship. It can be a friendship. It can be a business partnership. It can be it a can job. Be, it can be a job. It can be a family ship. You know, so the gift of goodbye and goodbyes in general are pertinent to all of those relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's never an easy process because you're losing part of you. You're losing part of your identity. If you've been this person's significant other, you've been this person's best friend, or you've been this person's sister, or you've been this person's confidant for years, or you've been this person's, um, you know, you've had this relationship with them as an employer employee, and it's been lengthy. Um, you, you, there's, there are emotional ties there. And so it's not going to be easy. And most importantly, it's going to be a process, but you've got to allow yourself the grace and the ability to go through that process. Absolutely. And I know for me, I've been through all of those processes, right? It's whether it was, you know, leaving a job or whether it was um, that relationship that you thought was going to turn into the happily ever after that didn't turn into that. Whether it was the passing of a loved one, a parent or mm -hmm. a grandparent. And my father always used to tease me. He used to call me hard-hearted Kahala. Mm -hmm. And he would like treat them rough and make them like it. So my, my turn game is good. Okay. Now my toxic trait is sometimes it takes me a little long to get there. Right. Okay. okay. Sometimes, you know, cause I love hard. Okay. Right. And so it's going to take me a while to get there. And I will warn you, like I had a boyfriend tell me one time, he was like, Oh, I love you forever. And I told him then we were together. I was like, Oh no, that's not me. <laughs> Like, Shut that down real quick. Yeah, that's not me. Like, if we're not together, I am going to feel however I feel about it at that time. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to move past it and wish you well. But everybody doesn't have that. And we've seen that with our girlfriends, right? And our family members where they just cannot let go. And so either it's the back and forth or there's the usage that comes. Because he knows that he always has a pinky toe in the knows door and that he you let him does. rather than beating that joker with a hammer. Okay. So he get that toe out or so how do we deal with that? So when it's not serving us, when the goodbye has been extended and, but we can't let it go and it's toxic. Okay. So listen, listen to, you know, I think it's interesting to kind of think about where did you get that hard hearted Kahala from, from your dad? He kind of planted that seed. And over the years, what happened is every time there was a situation where you had to be, it got cultivated. Every time there was a situation where you saw it serving you to be that way, it grew stronger and it, grow, it grew stronger. One of the things I always like to say, especially when we're talking about breaking up and walking away from relationships that are no longer purposeful or serving us, um, it's so important. We are part of a cancel culture right now. Everything is, oh, you made me mad. I'm done with you. Mm -hmm. Oh, you made me. Oh, oh, you don't want to do it the way I want to. Okay. Or you're not giving me this. You're not giving me that. You can't meet this need. Okay. Well, I'm going to find somebody else. We have this kind of cancel culture mentality. So I always try to kind of preface what I say with, you know, not everything warrants a goodbye, right? Mm -hmm. Every situation. And, and we have the unfortunate part is that because we live in such a cancel culture, it's almost a badge of honor to be that hard hearted. <laughs> you, you know, it's kind of like we'll brag. Oh, my cutoff game is strong. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like that's a badge of honor when in actuality, that's the easy way to do it. Sometimes uh -huh. being able to process and communicate and problem solve and work through things because everybody is not dismissible. Every, every offense is not, does not warrant I'm saying goodbye. But, it's not a deal breaker, everyone. But for the, for all intents and purposes for this conversation, we're talking about when we've gotten to the point where we realize like this is this this ain't working. Like I've given you opportunity after opportunity. I've provided you the space to change. I am a firm, firm, firm believer in any relationship. Once I make you aware, aware. of a situation or an issue, if I'm clearly communicating to you what my problem or concern is, what you do with that information as well as what you fail to do 
what you don't do. Tells me everything I need to know in terms of that. what you do, how you value what me, you fail where to I do. stand. You know, so mm-hmm. once I've told you it's not my issue anymore, I've made you aware of it. I've clearly communicated it to you. So what you do as well as what you fail to do or what you don't do tells me everything I need to know. So once you've made up in your mind... It's, it's, it's almost important, like you were saying, it's important to identify those unhealthy cycles. Mm-hmm. When you realize I have been with this person for 10 years and we are literally no further ahead. In the same place. We are in the same place. What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over, over and over and, and over, over again, again and expecting a different result. So while I'm not a strong proponent of the cancel culture, I also have reservations about you breezing through these red flags and giving chance after chance after chance after chance different opportunities for a person to show you the same things. Exactly. Mm -hmm. When someone shows you who they are, you need to believe them. You need to believe them. That's why I prefaced that with it. my toxic trait, it takes me a while to get there. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to cancel you the first time. That's my toxic trait that I... God can't fix what you won't face. Okay. (laughs) So you're right. I got that title from my dad, but again, it is a result of, I've given you so many chances. I've given you so many years. I've given you whatever. And so finally, like you said, and you counsel people, you have to eventually get to the point. And sometimes it takes some help to be able to give your own gift of goodbye. Because what'd you say? I've told you and I've told you. And I've told you, and you either did what you were supposed to do or what I love what you just said, or it's what you failed to do, mm-hmm. regardless of what I said. The important part is knowing when to say when. So let's talk about that a little bit. Why do people stay? Why do people overstay their, their welcome? Let's talk about that. Why, why do people stay? What are some reasons that people stay in relationships no matter what? And they don't, and I can't preface this enough, I can't you know, drive this home enough. It doesn't have to just apply to romantic relationships. But why do we stay in dysfunctional places? Why do we give so many chances? Why? A lot of times it's fear. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Fear of the unknown. I know the degree of discomfort that this is. I know I don't Mm -hmm. like this, but I could possibly go out here and really not like that. I know I'll use uh, domestic violence for an example. We have people that stay in domestic abusive relationships and they'll say, you know, it's like, why would you stay? Why have you been there for five years? And again, that fear is still prominent because, well, he only goes upside my head on Tuesdays and Thursdays when he goes out to drink. I might get out here and this person might come and do it every day. So there's a real fear there. So people stay for fear, fear of the unknown, not knowing what it's going to be like getting with somebody else, fear of being alone. Mm-hmm. Like at least I've got somebody, somebody here. What is what else? What are some other reasons? Shame. Shame. There is a misconception or societal, um, I guess, skewed view that if I'm not in a relationship, something must be wrong with me. Or if my marriage and and I will say this for for as a divorced woman previously, I will say this. You know, there is a stigma that comes along with, with being, being divorced, divorced where a woman will say, you know, is something wrong with me? You know, mm-hmm. because what what does society say? Oh, you couldn't even keep your marriage together. Mm-hmm. So it we sometimes internalize that. So we'll stay for fear of being, you know, shame. You know, for the shame that's associated with some. Something not being successful. Does it matter that you were married to a cheat and a louse and somebody who was financially, you know, irresponsible or what this person did? You'll kind of sometimes at, at times internalize that and think maybe it's something I did was wrong. Was it me? Was it me? Was it me? So the, the shame, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. shame that comes along with that. What's another reason? A big reason. What? History. Oh, history. Yes. We've and, been you know, together so long. Oh my gosh. We've been together so long. We will use history until we are purple in the <laughs> face. And you know, this is something that I tell people all the time. Oh, Slavery God. lasted 400 years. The Holocaust lasted 12 years. Sandusky and his reign at Penn State was about 36 years. And I'm and and, and I don't mean to be offensive, but I'm just I'm I'm driving a point here. The Catholic Church is touted as the oldest institution in the Western world, 2,000 years, 
but to date it shelled out $3 billion in child sex abuse scandals. So why am I saying this? Because all history ain't good history. Mm-hmm. All history is not good history. And just because something has longevity doesn't make it good or successful. Mm -hmm. And so we have to stop attributing I'm going to stay in this because it's you know because it's it's we've got some we've, we've had history. You know, if something is not healthy for you, if something is not in alignment with your purposes and the things that you want in life, if something is not helping you to grow, then it's it's stifling you. Mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. And I think a lot of times those things are paralyzing. Mm -hmm. So whether it's the fear, right? Oh, well, I, my job feels is like this, but then I get another job. It might be worse. Right. Or any of the things you've already enumerated. Um, And then the shame. I mean, we've all been there in some, some regard. Well, well, what will people say? And what will they think? And, you know, I, I don't want people to feel that way about me. And then, but there comes a day, whether you get there independently or whether you get there with Tyler, um, there comes a day that you're like, look, I don't care about the fear of the unknown. I don't care about what folks think in 2023. I'm giving gifts. And that was me. That 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 was me. That was my story. I didn't care. It got to I didn't care. I didn't want to be somebody that's out here being hypocritical. I don't want I can't sit here and tell you, you know, have healthy relationships and this is what you should be expecting and talk about your expectations with your partner and, you know, have these boundaries and be clear about, I can't sit there and tell you if I'm not doing those same things at home, but it has, you have to get to a degree of comfort within yourself that you're saying, I want to be healthy. I want to be whole. I want, Mm -hmm. because when I'm good, everything attached to me is better. Everything attached to me is better. If I'm stressed and you and I both know the, 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 the stressors that come along with an unfulfilling relationship, whether it's work, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a relationship that should have been put to rest a long time ago, we know what comes along with that. We are not these little supercomputers. We're not, you know, okay, well, here's my home life. Here's my professional life. Here's my life with my kids. Here's my life with my sorority. Here's my life with my church. Here's my life with my parents. You know, and everything is in these neat little folders. Yeah, nothing that is compartmentalized. Nothing, nothing is compartmentalized. Everything intermeshes. So if my marriage sucks, guess what? I'm not being the best parent that I can be. If my relationship with my children is horrific, guess what? I'm probably not being the best employee I can be, Mm -hmm. you know? So we have to kind of, if my finances are completely jacked up, guess what? I'm probably not being the best spouse that I can be, Mm -hmm. you know? So when we realize that we have to understand that there are so many stressors, so many things that we have, um, unavoidable stressors, having to go to work, having to pay bills, having to raise children, so many unavoidable stressors that I'm going to be selective. I've earned the right and I have the right to be selective about minimizing the stressors when I can. So guess what? I'm not going to continue to feed an unproductive, unfulfilling, unhealthy relationship because I realize that it deters from me and it detracts and makes me ineffective and inefficient in all those other areas. Absolutely. Um, that was a mouthful because again, in life, you absolutely see the interconnectivity Mm -hmm. and you see how it's like a domino effect. Yes. So one thing impacts another thing, impacts another thing until everything has fallen down. And all you can do at some point is to see it hopefully before all the dominoes fall and try to do what is necessary whether it's through services or whatever, to be able to say, okay, this is chaos. God is not the author of confusion. Okay. Not at all. And I'm going to start picking up these dominoes before who knows what happens, right? Because sometimes I'd be like, how did I call this stuff over? You know, it's like, <laughs> but, guess, but guess who's going to have to pick it all back up? Me. Guess who's going to have to pick it all back up? You know, and we've got to get away from thinking, like going back to that book, we've got to get away from thinking that goodbye is necessarily bad. We equate it with being bad because it was goodbye. But sometimes there, there's a silver lining to that goodbye. You know, we focus on what we've lost in the goodbye. 
not really focusing on what have I gained. When I get out of an unhealthy relationship, when I part ways and put distance between me and something that is not good for me, it allows me accessibility. It allows me to be able to pursue the things that might be better for me. It gives me. you room. It what did you just room. say? When I put space between this and me, mm -hmm. look at that. There's so much room for the good so to just room. slide right on in. And we hear that all the time when they're like, oh, well, what you got in your hand, you won't let it go. Forgot to put something in it. You know, Bishop Jakes always says, Folk, let, let them walk. Now, you know, Kahala, I, I, I got to stop you on this because as my friend, I am so angry with you and all my others that did not have not put me up on T.D. Jakes. Like yeah. I, 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 I am got him me and Sarah Jakes. Like, you know, I have literally, and I, I, I should be ashamed to say this. I've really become like super enthralled in the last month or two, just really with, and I have learned so much from that man. So, yes. Yes. So it, and, and again, when we're talking about the gift of goodbye, you know, we have to understand that that gift is for you. Mm -hmm. We talk about the gift of goodbye. Let's talk about the gift part. Mm -hmm. The gift is for me. Just but I don't think so but in the, the moment. At that moment, you don't think so. But when you start tallying up, after I've, after I've said this goodbye, what do I stand to gain? What do I get? Again, we talked about this space. Now I've got space. Now I've got opportunity. Now I've got options. Now I've got the ability and the freedom to pursue things that I've been stifled and not been able mm -hmm. to pursue. Now I've got new um, new adventures that await me that I couldn't explore or mm -hmm. even consider when I was being kind of tied down. So the gift is for me, just like the gift of forgiveness. You know, we always mm -hmm. talk about the gift of forgiveness, but when I'm saying goodbye, I'm not necessarily doing it to hurt you. Sometimes the gift of, of goodbye is because I'm doing it to save myself. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter where the goodbye originates from. <laughs> so even if you come and tell me goodbye, it may not have been what I wanted at that time, but what choice do I have? Now, I can sit there. Now, I'm, I'm going to sit there like anybody else. I'm going to emote. I'm going to lick my wounds. I'm going to boo-hoo cry. I'm going to call my girlfriends over. We're going to have us a big old waiting to excel. And we're going to do all of that <laughs> thing. But at the end of the day, I've got to figure out, what do I need to do to move past this? And more importantly for me, anytime there's been a goodbye, you know, in, 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 in my arena, in any shape, form or fashion, the most important thing in that aftermath, in that wake is what's the teachable moment? What's the mm -hmm. lesson in here? There's a lesson and a blessing in every goodbye. So what's my lesson? Mm -hmm. And now how can I start pursuing that blessing that's mm -hmm. attached to this? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I know there's a word and I'm sure you hear it a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know. Everybody, it, it's kind of a thing. Closure. Okay. Do you think closure is overrated? Absolutely overrated. <laughs> Absolutely. Girl, Absolutely. You know, I think I think what happens is when somebody hurts us or mm -hmm. disappoints us, mm -hmm. we want to know why. Like I want to, I want to know why. Explain you this to me. You gonna answer for this? You gonna <laughs> make me understand? Nah, tell me, man. Why. You gonna answer? Well, let, well, let me let 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 me be clear about something. And I I actually did a post on it some time ago, and I was just amazed at how the response to that. But when that person lied to you that four hundred and fifty fifth time, that's that's your closure. You know, when they cheated on you, that's, that's your closure. That, that's when all that you when needed. that when that baby showed up uh, during the time of your relationship, that that's your closure. Mm -hmm. When you realize that they were not who they said they were, they weren't delivering, they were no longer delivering and showing up for you in the space and place and the way that they had agreed to originally, that's your closure. That last time they lied to you, that last time they betrayed you, that last time they called you out of your name, that last time they broke that promise to you, that's all the closure you, you need. need. We hang on to that as like, you know, I just need to know. You think this person done lied to you 455 times, they done betrayed you 455 times, you you think they just gonna come to you and say and be to you, uh, uh, "Well, I think I owe you this." No, you had you owed me that two years ago when you started the. You owe me to do right. You owe That's me what to you do. Owed me. And what could they possibly say? Let me ask you this: In some <laughs> of these scenarios, what could a person possibly say that would make it all right? Nothing. 
Absolutely nothing. nothing. You know how when you would get hurt when you were smaller and, you know, your mom come and, and, and oh, I got a little boo when your mom kissing this. And you and your little five-year-old, six-year-old mind, hey, it don't matter that it's gushing blood. Mama put the Band-Aid on it and she kissed it and it's all oh, better. better. What could this person who has deliberately mm-hmm. hurt you repeatedly? Because I'm here to tell you, I am a staunch believer when a person is genuine, when a person has a transgression towards you, when they do something wrong to you, because we're all, we're, none of us are infallible. We all make mistakes, right? Absolutely. But if I'm genuinely sorry, I'm not going to continue doing it over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm not going to continue doing the same thing over and over again and expecting you to be receptive to the same sorry I'm sorry. Exactly. So at some point, you know, you if have you say you're sorry. So what could this person who's hurt you, disappointed, disappointed you, betrayed you repeatedly, mm-hmm. degraded you? What could they possibly do or say in this attempt for closure that's going to make it all better? Nothing. You just said everything. OK, you just said all the things. Mm-hmm. And that was my point of the question, because mm-hmm. for me, I do believe mm-hmm. that closure is overrated. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to explain it. Mm-hmm. I'm very intelligent. Mm-hmm. You did what you did. Mm-hmm. You said what you said um, or you did. Right. Or, or you, you failed do to mm-hmm. do what you were supposed to do. And once I have gotten my toxic trait out the way mm-hmm. of hanging on. And and forgiving and trying to forget, because we never forget. We never. say that, like, that's overrated as well, mm-hmm. forgive and forget. No, you're never going to forget. No. Um, but once I turn, I don't need clothes. As a matter of fact, I turn so hard, they be trying to give me clothes. Oh, no. That's okay. You can keep what? it. No, I no thanks. I turn. See, you want to try to give me closure now because you're like, oh, well, that'll be a toenail. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm good. No. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? What X, Y, or Z was, that was all the closure I needed. And I asked that question so we could discuss, because closure is what blocks us so many times from that point of healing and then that point of moving on. Mm-hmm. Again, what'd you say? That space? That space. You, instead of letting God or and and therapy and all those other things come in and fill that space. Mm-hmm. You plug it up and block with the it. need for closure and block it. That that need for closure to me, I look at it as that proverbial foot wedged in the door. As because uh-huh. and, and and I'm just gonna be honest with you. For most of us women, mm-hmm. we are emotional creatures. Absolutely. You know, and what will happen is. As long as I'm waiting for that closure, as long as we haven't had that final conversation, as long as we, then your foot is, his, that, that person's foot is wedged in the door. Mm-hmm. So you can't completely close. No. Or you've psyched yourself to thinking, well, this chapter isn't closed. Mm-hmm. You can't start a new chapter without finishing the other one out. Um, and I, I I need to say this as almost as a disclaimer, because as a trained clinician, a a mental health therapist, I should not do what I do for a living if I don't believe that people are capable, fully capable of changing. I shouldn't do what I do as a living if for a living if I don't feel like people can have that epiphany or that aha moment or that wake up call and be like, you know what, I need to get myself together. I do believe that. But I believe that those work, that epiphany is immediately followed by changed behavior. You can say you are sorry 5,453 times (laughs) during this closure conversation. But if your behavior immediately accompanying that does not coincide or correlate with that, then you've really just wasted your time and mine. So I I do, I'm a firm believer. To me, closure is overrated. That last offense was closure was the closure that I needed. Absolutely. That last offense was the closure that I needed. Absolutely. And like we just said, we have to move past that. Mm-hmm. And whatever we have to do to move past that, I have to have that closure is what's needed so that space can open back up. Like this is what I'm ta- that space is what I'm taking from our conversation today because there's so much room in there. Mm-hmm. For what us a- to be better and to have exactly what we want, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I know I can speak for me with with girlfriends and, and family members, you know, and what did you say? 
a lot of times it's us as women. Um, and you're just sitting there like, I just need her to just let it go. And you're like telling her to let it go and you're begging her to let it go, but she won't let it go. And you're just like, you know, from your own experience, from your own prayer time, from your own walk with the Lord, that there are so many instances where if you give him the space, I tell my son all the time, because he's older and making decisions. And you know that you've been there with, you've had a 15 year old. And so I'm like, God is what? And he tells me all the time. He'll tell me he's a gentleman. Mm. He's not going to impose, but we have free will. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I got, I got it for you. Like it's right here, but I can't put it. I can't get it in there. Mm. And so I just want us to be able to get to a space and a place where we can push past that crazy notion, or I shouldn't say crazy notion, but that hurtful notion that we have to have closure and then therefore we can't get to the next blessing that God has for us because we just it we, we're just shut off two two super important things that we have to keep in mind at all at all times and when you think about that space going forward I want you to think about it in very concrete terms when you think about that space I want you to visualize that what that space is and I want you to visualize what you could see being filled in that space opportunities options you know um if it's a failed relationship a healthy relationship I mean get a visual I'm a huge visualization person so visualize what that space looks like how big is it what is it is it greenery around it is it a brick what does that space look like and what would I like to see filled in that space? That's an important thing. But another thing is, do you know how many people I see all ages, all races, all uh, socioeconomic backgrounds, all educational um, levels? Do you know how many people I see who are in therapy largely because they're waiting on an apology that they will never get? They're waiting for an apology that they will never get. And they become, just like you said earlier, they become stuck. They become so fixated on why haven't I gotten this apology? When are they going to apologize? What is it going to take for them to apologize? Why don't they see how they, what they've done wrong to me? Why don't they care? They're so stuck and fixated on that, that life is passing them by. And every opportunity, every freedom, every liberty, every good thing that they could be grasping onto, they're missing it. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge thing. Another, another important thing, and I'm glad that you gave the example. A lot of times we'll see our loved ones and our friends kind of go through things and we're sitting there thinking like why on earth (laughs) would you keep putting up with this like girl don't you see what's it has to be a personal decision you cannot want it more for you can you can lay out a, a a whole a PowerPoint presentation of all the things that's wrong in these relationships and 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 you can give a whole 18 point PowerPoint on why they should walk away from something and until and unless they feel that they're not going to do anything with it until their own epiphany except be upset with you for pointing out the obvious to them yes and again This is a transparent conversation because I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, well, that was never that's that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm sure in my 45 years that there's been a space and a place where somebody was like, if she don't get her tail out of that mess or whatever. But again, until you grasp that concept of toxicity, of it doesn't serve me, of, you know what, I deserve better. See, not, 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 so you know, you know how you say, I'll snatch, (laughs) see, I'll I'll snatch the edges, but see, I do it in such a compassionate way that I'm going to snatch it, but I'm also going to give you the salve that's going to help help you come back. But one one of the things, you hit something so profound right there, because at the crux of that is you have to ultimately feel like you deserve better. Mm -hmm. And I tell people this all the time, my, my, my goodbye verbally may not mean anything, to you, but my absence will. And I, this is the thing I say this mm. to people all the time. I am a good person. You are, you're, 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 you are blessed 
to be affiliated with me. Not in a haughty, Absolutely. conceited way. What I mean is I genuinely love the people that are in my life. I show up for them. I, I have a regard for them. I, I want them, you know, I do right by them. Mm-hmm. And so to me, when you do something, and you said this earlier, when you do something to forfeit or jeopardize that, that's your loss. And you lose access to me. Mm-hmm. That's I, that's worse than any kind of goodbye and see you later that I or closure I could ever give you. And so you have to get to a place where you really do feel like, you know, my my Bible tells me that I am, you know, I am I am that good thing. My you Bible are. tells me that, you know, I'm worth more than rubies. Mm-hmm. You know, my good thing tells me that I am, you know, I, I am who God has fearfully designed. And fearfully, fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Why would I allow anybody to make me feel less than? Why would I allow anybody to come into my space and make me question if that's true and valid? Why would Mm -hmm. I allow anybody to treat me less than that? Mm -hmm. And so when you recognize that, then you start to, you start to convey that in your relationships. Mm -hmm. People will only do and get away with you with what you you allow them to. You teach people how to treat you. You teach people what's acceptable. You teach people what they can get away with. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't set those boundaries or when it goes unchecked for, you know, an insurmountable amount of time, that becomes their understanding of what's acceptable. And who you are. And who you are. It, it, I, I laughed on the inside when you mentioned, um, and I know you are the most humble kind-hearted, sweet person. So I don't, I didn't in any way, I know you had to clarify for the viewers and the listeners, but um, it tickled me (laughs) because uh, the way that I laugh on the inside, when you like have to live with life without me, (laughs) and I shouldn't be that way, I'm sorry. Oh, but, but, oh, but can but I relate? Trans- oh, but can I relate? Right? I'm talking to my good girlfriend, so uh, what be, can I relate? Baby, yes. you're going to regret it. Yes. And Bye-bye. I don't need to do anything else. Mm-mm. I don't need to be malicious. Mm-hmm. I don't need to slander your name. I don't the need turn to... game. And, and guess what? I can wish you well. I want yeah. to see you eat. I just not at my table. You. I want yeah. you to be happy. I, I just, I, And I can still love you, but I'm, I'm going to stay over here and you stay over there. And again, I'm going to find solace in knowing if I have to turn, if I have to cut you off, if I have to 86 you or whatever they say now, if I have to cancel you, douche you, whatever it is, you earn that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't being not extending grace to you. I wasn't being, I wasn't being irrational. You earned, earned that it. cut off. You earned that deuces. Yeah. You earned it. And, and so, I can sleep okay at night. Now I might touch some time the first. You know, and that, that's something else that we have to understand, too. When it comes to some relationships that we have to terminate, sometimes when we have to say goodbye, it's not easy. It's necessary. It's not easy. And we don't always realize that there's a degree of grief that's associated with that, too. Mm-hmm. If we're being transparent, I can think, especially like in my, my, my maybe in my 30s, there are a couple friendships or relationships that I really wish I would have been more, um, more adamant, or I think I, 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 there are things I could have handled differently as opposed to just deuces, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we for grow, the most part, it's a process, but we grow and it's a process. Uh-huh. And so that's what I mean when I say there's a, gre- a degree of grief sometimes that's associated with it that I don't think we always honor and respect, you know. So, no, we don't want to go cutting off everybody, but we do know what we do need to know when to say when. Absolutely. And as we get ready to tie this together and close, it is testimony time. OK, so I can say that there was a relationship that that I've referred to once or twice in this in in our time together and the gift was given to me and I didn't need closure okay um but there was that oh well let me keep trying to call her what um mm-mm, mm-mm. and I remember his mother saying one day when his mother and I talked oh no he's never going to contact you again and so in the moment I didn't think anything of it it was weeks, months, years later that I found out that my, that last time he called and I was like, oh no, you decided to do what you going to do. I'm here. Um, no, we're not going to do this. This is what we're not going to do. Oh, that really tore him up. 
Oh, okay. That's that tickle on the inside. Um, and that freed me up for the relationship with my late husband. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful thing that brought my beautiful son, right? So that was one of the greatest gifts that I had ever been given was his goodbye. Because I would have not been there if he had not given me that gift. So then there's the gift that you really can't control, right? My late husband passes away. And I could have that goodbye took all of my peace, right? Took all of my joy. Like I've never, I've lived, I've had a really good life. And I never knew what it was like to have no peace until he died. And so to have to get to a place or a space that I could allow God to give me my peace back and my joy back and that goodbye, I had to transition as well. And that space finally came. And so now my husband that you know, we are married, two more beautiful children, the great life that we have, right? Because I was, I allowed it. Because when I first, when he first passed, people who know me from Indianapolis and my pastor from then, I was like, oh yeah, no, mm -mm, I'll never get married again. Not gonna do that again. And what did you say? The shame of it. I was like, and ain't nobody going to want me. No way. I'm, I've been married. I'm, I got a baby. I'm used up. I'm just, and my cousin, Chef Sheen and Tabia, we were at dinner in St. Louis and they were like, old and used up. Like you like 31 years old. And, and you were a widow. And I was a widow. You know, but again, you got to, it's a process, right? And so finally somebody told me, you know, you have the gift of a wife. Right. You have this gift and you have this and that. And God did not waste that or give that or take that back when he passed. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. So finally, the Lord wouldn't let me rest. He kept bringing people and spaces and places. And I'm like, well, OK, all right, Lord, fine, fine. If you would sit now, I had still not met him, still wasn't. And I was like, OK, well, fine. I mean, if you went, I mean, you just not going to let this go. OK. When I opened that space up, because it was slammed, oh, I'll never, I'm never, I'm never going to go through that. I wanted to crawl in the casket and die. The only reason I'm still here is because God gave me my son. What was I going to do? I had an eight-month-old baby to take care of. So once God was able to get me to open that space up, he was able to fill it. Mm. And now I can't imagine what my life would be like if I had never opened up that space with that goodbye that I never mm. thought, right? I'm like, oh, he's 30 and we we did, mm -mm. I opened that space up mm -hmm. and now I'm sitting here with you, right? Mm -hmm. Because I moved back and I met him and then I became the circuit clerk, which gave us the politics and then life. All those things I just mm -hmm. said gave me the pearls. Mm -hmm. And so here we are today. And so I want somebody somewhere to know my story and just to be able to listen to Tyler and all of her expertise in her story, to be able to understand that we got to take that gift, whether we want it or not, or whether we don't, whether we're giving it or whether it's given whether us. Whether it's voluntary or not. And we got to open that space. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's such a beautiful testimony because I feel honored and privileged that I got to become friends with you you know, when you were still, when you were still mm -hmm. just coming, you know, you you were newly widowed. And so I got mm -hmm. to see your strength and your grace. And I developed such an admiration for you then. And I will never stop till I'll scream it to the top. You introduced me to the story of Ruth. And, you know, mm -hmm. so I will, you know, just, just watching your grace through all of that was such a, just a testament and a testimony in and of itself. And so mm -hmm. I think, one of the things I think every now and again, you have to remind yourself, just as a reality check, what would this have been like had I not done that? What if I would have just, because you did have a choice, whether mm -hmm. you realize it or not, you had a choice. You could have stayed angry and bitter and resentful and frustrated over that first breakup. You could have allowed yourself to shrivel up because everything I'm saying, I've seen happen before. You could have allowed yourself to die 
with your with your late husband, mm -hmm. you could have done all of these things. You could have decided, you know what? I've had enough. I'm just going I'm just going to go through the motions. You had a choice. You chose to do and to find the good in the goodbye. Whether it was given to you or it was thrown at you, you found the good in the goodbye. When I was kind of reading up on the story, um about the, you know, the, the, the good, you know, the gift of goodbye. One of the things that I read in, in one of the articles said, you know, broken glass can't be put back together. I want to make sure I quote it right. Broken glass cannot be fixed. And I thought, wow, that's pretty profound. That's powerful. But I also had to say some of the most beautiful mosaic pieces, some of the most beautiful, breathtakingly beautiful Stained glass windows are made from what? Broken Shards glass. of yeah. broken glass that have been repurposed, repositioned. You know, so again, when we get that that goodbye, it it hurts, it shatters. It's that it's that those shards of glass. It's sharp. It, it's painful. But what do we do? How can we make that beautiful? What do we take away from that? And that's that's the gift of goodbye. And that's the gift I give to myself. And I encourage you to continue giving to yourself. And I encourage your viewers to continue giving to themselves. Well, thank you. Well, before we close, please let everyone know again mm -hmm. how we can reach you. Okay. You can reach me, um, Tyler D. Roy. I am, my website is www.tdroylcpc at, uh, wait a minute, www.tdroylcpc.com. Got a little tongue tied there. Um, I can be reached at area code 618-207-9685. You can also find my profiles on Psychology Today as well as therapyforblackgirls.com. Again, that's Tyler D. Roy. And my website is www.tdroylcpc.com. Phone number 618-207-9685. Check me out on Psychology to Get Psychology Today and TherapyForBlackGirls.com. And stay tuned for Come Sit With Me, Sis, the series. We are so excited. Well, this yes. was amazing. Absolutely. Um, I just love being in your space. Likewise. And um, congratulations again. Thank you. The wedding was amazing, by the way. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Congratulations again. And... I just thank you for bringing everything that you bring and your closing was just so, so amazing. So we just thank you. And I know you're going to come back. I was going to say, can I come back again? Girl, now you know you can, can come, I come back. back again. We're going to make this an anniversary. We're going to do it. We're going to do it on my first anniversary. But yes, that I'm always honored, always honored to come back. That would be great. Okay. But then we're going to have to do it in between, though. So no. we can't just wait another year. Okay. So you, we'll have to have a whole, because, you know, that's the whole conversation about what you deserve. Ooh, so there were there were a couple nuggets that I took from today. I I, I, we, I got a whole session on. Yeah. Just we gonna, so we, 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 we yeah. going to do this again. We're going to do this again. <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be ready. OK. And thank you for tuning in today to Pros and Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll join us again next week. But in the meantime, please like, love, share, and subscribe. Bye-bye.